It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. What's up, Raider Nation? Matt Holder from Silver and Black Pride here. The Raiders are on fire right now after winning their last three games and the look to make it four in a row and back-to-back wins over LA teams this Thursday against the Los Angeles Rams. So for this week's Behind Enemy Lines podcast, please welcome on Blaine Grisak of Turf Turf Show Times. That's a little tongue twister that I can't say right now. SB Nation site that covers all things LA Rams. Blaine, how you doing, man? Uh, doing great. Yeah, you know, um, before the season, this was a matchup I think a lot of LA fans I think had had on their calendar, just given the the LA history between both teams. But um, Raider, Raiders are red hot, kind of on a roll, and Rams are kind of on the opposite direction. So uh, hopefully, hopefully, still still be a good game though. Yeah, definitely had the had the potential to be a great uh, rivalry matchup between the fans. The last two teams to win a win a Super Bowl in LA. So. Definitely uh, had some interesting storylines, but you kind of bring up what my first question with people, which is I always like to go over at this time of the year, the difference in expectations from the beginning of the season to right now. And with the Rams being probably one of the worst Super Bowl defending Super Bowl champions in NFL history, I feel like that's got to be a dramatic change. So can you kind of walk through what this season has been like from a Rams fan's perspective? Yeah, you know, it's, it's been pretty hard. I, you know, I, I, uh, there was a lot of talk, obviously, about repeating and, and stuff like that before the season. But, um, I mean, it's, it's obviously with the salary cap error and everything, it, it's very hard to do. It hasn't been done since 2003, yeah. 2004 with the Patriots. Um, so, I, But I, th- I still think, obviously, the expectations as a defending Super Bowl champion is to, is to make the playoffs. And that just hasn't happened, obviously. It's sitting at 3-9, and nine and uh, they'll be the first defending champion since the 2003 Buccaneers that to finish with a losing record. So, um, it's just a lot of disappointment, but... Um, it's yeah. I, I I think if you were to look at other defending Super Bowl champions in the in the past, um, you know, I, I don't know if many have dealt with as many injuries as the Rams have dealt with. But the last week they started their twelfth twelfth <laughs> offensive line combination in twelve weeks, which has I don't think ever been done since I think the seventies. Um, I mean, they're starting John Wolford and Bryce Perkins at quarterback because Matthew Stafford yeah. is more out with the concussion. Cooper Cup is done done for the year. Aaron Donald's done for the year now. So, um, yeah, it's they, they've dealt with a lot of injuries, and that's kind of combination of that and not playing well early in, early in the season is is how is how we got here. So, and I know this the strategy obviously worked, or the FM pick strategy obviously worked pretty well. They Rams ended up winning a Super Bowl, which is the goal of any team building strategy. So I'm not trying to say it was a a bad way to go about things or any means or anything like that. But I feel like right now we are kind of like, we are kind of seeing the the downfall of that side effect, right? Where does it feel like the Rams not having so many draft picks over the past years, now their depth and like having to deal with all these injuries is almost too much to overcome. Like they don't have the depth to really um, survive and continue winning. Um, I, I think partially that's true. I, I, I think there's like, if if you look at where, where the Rams are injured, it's on the off like a lot of it's on the offensive line, and I mean, I, how, there are many teams even with picks that are four right. left tackles deep or you know three Very centers true. deep. It's just it's um and then that, that's where a lot of the injuries have happened. But at the same time, like I the, I think part of that is true. I you, you and I think it's a kind of a misallocation of resources. You go back to twenty twenty one, they take a five nine wide receiver, <laughs> barely two hundred pounds, and two two Atwell. 
and um and it, that's, just, that's just not what they needed. They, they I mean, right. Creed, Creed Humphrey sitting right there to take, and you see see what he's doing in in Kansas City. Um, but yeah, so so I think I think two things are true there. Where the, the, like yeah, you see the you know, misallocation of resources. Uh, where like if if you do say you know at them picks, it's very important to hit on the picks that you do have. And um, the last three drafts really haven't been that great. Um, and so you are kind of starting to see the effects of that. But um, at the same time, not many teams are are, are as deep as or, or, or like I said, four left tackles deep or four centers deep. So um, true. Yeah, I, I think it's a little bit, little bit of ball. Very true. Well, I do kind of want to talk about one of those injuries you just mentioned, which was the one to Matthew Stafford. I believe Sean McVay said yesterday Stafford's going to be done for the year or is likely going to be done for the year. Either way, he's not playing on Thursday. And the Rams have kind of used two different quarterbacks at different points in this year and uh, Bryce Perkins and John Wolford. So I'm curious, which one do you think is going to be under center? And can you kind of touch on what each of them bring to the table? Yeah, I, I would expect John Wolford to be under center. He kind of seems to be the guy that um, that Sean McVay trusts the most. Um, he's been with the Rams, I think, th- three years now. Um, came from the AAF, uh, won some big games them in twenty nine in twenty twenty to um, kind of clinch the clinch the playoff spot in, in in week seventeen, and then also started the playoff game the following week before uh, getting injured and Jared Goff took over when won, won that game, and then um, then the other guy is Bryce Perkins, and um, he's been kind of their project third string quarterback and he he has he, he started the game against the, against the chiefs and you saw that he was indeed a project um so i, I would expect john wolford to start he, he's he's um very good at he's a good good processor but he's, he's very small um doesn't really have a great arm um but on the other side like i wouldn't be surprised if the Rams did use bryce perkins and kind of like that Taysom hill type role where you know they, they they will bring him out and they do have some run packages for him so you, you, you might see him there um but you and unless Wolford goes down, you won't see him throw the ball a lot, just because he 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 has he has the arm, but he just he struggles processing right now. He's 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 not there. So um, I would expect I would I wouldn't be surprised to see him both, use both quarterbacks, but as a primary backup quarterback, you'd be probably see John Wolford. Gotcha. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Do you think that if you think they're going to use that that almost two quarterback system in this game? And I'm just curious, have they did they do that at all last week? Because what was the different? I forget what was the rationale between starting Perkins over Wal- Wolford against the Chiefs. Uh, so Wolford was hurt against the Chiefs, which is why gotcha. Perkins started that game. Um, they used both against the Arizona Cardinals week before. Um, they, they they brought in Perkins for some running running packages. Um, they didn't really do it a lot last week. Perkins did co- did come in. Uh, Wolford left for he left he entered the concussion protocol for for a second and then um, and then came came right back in. Um, so you you might see both packages that they didn't use it last week. So I, who who knows? But it, it is something that um, they 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 have used this season. Gotcha. So, and I'm assuming Perkins would be a little bit more of the runner. I think you touched on that. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Gotcha. Well, I do want to shift gears to the, to the uh, offensive weapons, which unfortunately more injuries for the Rams Um, without Cooper cup and Allen Robinson, who's kind of stepping up and who's going to be the go-to guy for the Rams on the, on the outside. And so Van Jefferson has stepped up and sort of to sort of that number one wide receiver role. Um, had a good year last year, had eight went for over 800 yards. Uh, so started off slow this year, coming off from injury, but um, over the last couple of weeks, he's he's sort of been that number one wide receiver, and he's, he's gonna be that guy that they kind of look for in the intermediate air, middle area of the field. Um, outside of him, you have Tutu Atwell, um, who's kind of come on the last couple of weeks. He, he wasn't very, he wasn't active at all, really, his rookie season or to start this year for that matter. And he's he's been more more involved the last couple of weeks. Um, John Wolford just missed him uh, over the top for a touchdown. Uh, 
last week against the Seahawks, but they'll get him involved in, in on jet sweeps as well. Um, Brandon Powell, you'll see him on, coming on jet sweeps and, 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 and taking handoffs. Um, outside of that, it's really just a, a bunch of undrafted free agents. Say Lance McCutcheon really went off in the preseason. Um, Austin Trammell got his first career receptions last week. So it, it's, it's a bunch of different guys, but I'd expect uh, Van Jefferson and Tutu Atwell to be the two kind of primary receivers. So I want to ask you a little bit more about Tutu Atwell because you kind of hinted at the beginning that he wasn't quite as playing as well. He was a guy that when I saw him at Louisville, I liked him quite a bit. And I remember he played it when the Rams and the Raiders played in the preseason. Last year, he actually had a pretty good game. So is he has he just been struggling to pick up the offense? Why? What's been holding him back in the first uh, year and a half? I guess I think a lot of it's just been depth. Um, the Rams have, have are pretty deep, pretty deep at wide receiver, which is is why like when they when they when they took him over someone like Creed Humphrey, where they, they, they need, you need a center, you're four deep already at wide receiver. There's really it was a it was a confusing pick to say the least. But yeah, I think just kind of being, he's been buried on the depth chart. You know, they have Cooper Cup. They had Robert Woods last year replaced him with Allen Robinson and Van Jefferson, and that puts. Atwell really is your wide receiver four, so he's, he's not going to see the field a lot as is. And then I think there has been some. Um, I, I, I guess I, I don't know the full details, but you know, p- picking up the offense might 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 be might have been part of part of it. But the Rams do kind of work in their young young players in slowly. They they they, they really trust their development process. They 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 work guys in as they're ready. Um, and so you've seen him come on the last couple of weeks and kind of seen the playmaker that he was at Louisville. Just if. John Wolford had an arm. He probably will play has a deep touchdown last week against the Seahawks and Stafford hit, hit him early this year for a touchdown, touchdown deep. So uh, he, he is a, he is a vertical threat. He's an exciting player, but um, yeah, he's just kind of with their depth and, um, and kind of working in that development process. He, he, he really hasn't come on until, until now, really. So I kind of want to circle back to the guy you're talking about being the, the go-to guy moving forward, Van Jefferson. He's obviously a guy that I think a lot of people don't know a whole lot about outside of uh, people or outside of Rams fans. So can you kind of give us a little bit of an idea of what his skill set looks like? Um, he's more of a technician, I'd say. Um, he, he is he, he is a good route runner. Um, Dad's a receiver's coach, right? Yeah, he, yeah, exactly. So he, you know, he, he's going to be that guy that they look for in the um, in the in the like I said, the intermediate middle areas of the field. He does have speed, like so that, that like, he he does have the ability to go to go deep and, and beat you vertically. But that really. They used him in that spot last year, but just kind of with their receivers that they have this year and needing him to kind of be um to, to, to kind of take take over Cooper right. Cup's spot and Allen Robinson's spot, kind of use him in different spots. He ha- he hasn't been that this year. Um so yeah, I, I I like I said, you know, he is a technician, good route runner. Um that they look for him in the intermediate areas of in intermediate areas of the field and on third down. So that that's kind of what his what his skill set is. Tyler Higby is one of the few healthy holdovers from last year's Super Bowl team. Can you touch on what he's been, how he's been playing this season? Has he been one of the few guys that's playing like the Super Bowl player he was a year ago? Uh, I, I, I wouldn't put it like that. No, I think he's gotcha. kind of taking a step back. Um, he hasn't been as reliable. He's always kind of struggled, struggled with focus drops, but that's been a huge issue this year where he has dropped, dropped some balls in big moments um, just with their, with their, um, with the status of the offensive line, he's been used as a blocker quite a bit against gotcha. the Chiefs. I think they used him on a, as a blocker on, I think, over 50% of uh, of his snaps. So he's just, just yeah, like I said, with, the, with, the, with their offensive line injuries, they've had, to use their t- they've had to keep their tight ends in to help block. And so that's that's where he's been used quite a bit. But he really hasn't flashed as a receiver either when he's when he's been in that spot. Gotcha. I guess that speaks to the uh, the importance of the offensive line. Even your receiving tight ends a little bit can be hampered if your offensive line uh, can't pick it quite up. So, 
I also want to know about the Cam Akers situation. I think it was maybe, I guess it was around the trade deadline. So a bit like six weeks ago, it seemed like he wanted out of LA, didn't want to be in the Rams anymore. And now it seems like he's kind of in the good graces. What went on with that situation? And has he been playing better now that he's gotten, or now that him and Sean McVay have worked it out? Um, yeah, so kind of early in early in the early in the year, he he um was really working as like a one A one B with Drell Henderson and uh they, they were they were they were splitting carries and um I, I think Cam he he wants to be the guy and, and be, be the guy that's gonna get he he wants to be a bell cow, he wants to be the guy that's gonna get 20, 25 carries. But I think you know if you look around the around the league, you don't really have a lot of those running backs. Uh, a, a lot of teams have to uh, have a two running back system and, right. and that, that's what the Rams were using, but that's, the, that's not what acres wanted. So that's kind of where the disconnect was, but um, a couple weeks ago, they, they, they cut, they cut draw Henderson, um, which left was left acres and, and, and Kyron Williams. And last week acres, I think took 72% of the snaps, which I think is more kind of what, what he wanted. Um, and he, and he's come on the last couple of weeks. He, he, he had a good week last week, had, had a touchdown that, that gave Rams a lead late. Um, he's been running hard. So I, I, I think you're kind of starting to, there was a disconnect early in the year, but I think there's things have kind of started to heal a little bit over the last couple of weeks. And um, who who knows what that means in 2023? But for 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 right now, I think we're starting to see the acres that kind of um, that Rams fans were hopeful to see um, coming into last year before he tore his Achilles. So I think you kind of hinted at this in your answer, but has has have the Rams leaned on the running game and came acres more with the recent injuries to Matt Stafford and of course the receivers. Uh, over the last two weeks, they have they didn't they they for whatever reason they they try to go drop back empty with Wolford against the Arizona Cardinals and that's not going to work. We don't have Matthew Stafford <laughs> in that quarterback, obviously. Um, but over the last two weeks, they they have relied on the running game quite a bit. Um, I think both running backs against the Chiefs had double digit carries. Uh, Acres was over double digit carries again last week, so they they have relied on it more. They're getting the receivers in, in, involved in the run game, getting really creative. You'll see a lot of smoke and mirrors, um, type 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 stuff, which 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 has been nice to see because they they put they with the with the interest of the offensive line that that just that, that helps things significantly. So, um, yeah, I think like you'll you'll see Acres as the primary guy. Kyron, Kyron Williams probably come in more on passing downs and be that 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 pass protector and might get five carries or so, but Akers will be the primary primary running back. And they, they've, they've leaned on him a lot more the last couple of weeks. So building off that, is the offensive line much better as a, as run blockers as a whole than they are as Pat and pass protection? Um, I, I think, you know, getting them involved in the run game early kind of gives them confidence. I, I, I struggle to say that they've been really good anywhere because they, they, they really haven't been. Um, mm-hmm. they've, they've been pushed off the ball quite, quite a bit this year. Um, but, it, you know, if you can – Utilize the run game, I guess. If, if they can utilize utilize the run game to stay out of those third and long situations, I mean, if the Rams get in third and long situations, Max Crosby, Max Crosby's going to just eat John Wolford. It's, it's it's it'll be really ugly. Um, so you know, if they can kind of stay in those those situations that, that keeps the defense off balance and you know keep it in the this could be run or pass kind of run pass situations instead of you know third and long where you know they're going to pass. Um, that, that 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 helps them more than I guess um, you know. Right, like, 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 just keeping having the, the a drop defense, back. Yeah. defense guessing is, it helps them more than, than yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you kind of brought up something I also wanted to ask about, which is Max Crosby versus Rob Havenstein, who is one of the Rams' really good offensive linemen. Um, so I'm curious, how has Havenstein been playing this year, and how do you see that matchup playing out? Uh, Havenstein's been the most consistent, um, consistent offensive lineman 
on the he's the only one he's the only one that's managed to stay <laughs> healthy somehow it's, 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 it's kind of kind of crazy but um you know i i, I would expect you know i would fully expect the, the raiders to, to move crosby around and get him on a, a matchup against against Nishaki or, or or inside because you know if, if they can get him a favorable matchup he will he will find success um when he, when he does go go against Havens, you know, I expect that to be a, a pretty good battle. I think it'll be, it'll, it'll be fun to watch. But yeah, I I, I would ex- I, you probably know more than I would, but I would expect the Raiders kind of move Crosby around and get him on some favorable favorable matchups and bring him in on, on stunts and twists and things like that. Yeah, it's interesting. I think they'll definitely be using stunts and twists, but it's kind of a in the past they've used move Crosby around a little bit more than they have this year. But with Chandler Jones, I think Chandler Jones for whatever reason, like even if you go back in the recent years and like just look at his his splits, like. He loves staying on the right side, so I think that's kind of put Crosby on that that, that left. The offense is right um, from the majority of the season, but yeah, I wouldn't be surprised, especially like what you're saying with with four guys that are struggling and one that's pretty good. Maybe you maybe move Crosby a little bit around uh, this week and do some twists and all that stuff. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the other side, I feel like a lot's been made about the loss of Andrew Whitworth. So kind of who is filling in, I guess, this week, because you said they've used about four left tackles this year. So who is going to be filling in at left at left tackle for the Rams? Uh, it'll be Ty Nishaki. He's, he's kind of been a career backup swing tackle type, type, type player. Um, he's been all right the last couple the last couple weeks he's, he's he's their best option at left tackle which is really the probably the only reason why 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 he is playing but um he he's been a, a, he, I think he's been a solid veteran presence that they, they've needed on that side and that they that, and that they were lacking early on uh wouldn't be surprised to see the Rams kind of uh, the Rams address that address, address the left tackle position in in in, in the offseason but yeah and played 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 played, played decently over the, over the last couple of weeks kind of giving them a, some some stability there that they really didn't have early on and then real quick before we move on to the defense can you kind of give us a brief rundown of the three interior guys yeah so um it, at left guard you'll probably see matt skira he, he's he's primarily been a, a center throughout his career but they, they they used him at left guard last week and he, he was all right um brian allen got has, has been has been healthy or he just, he just got healthy he, he played at center last week and, and actually looked look, look, look good um at right guard you'll probably see coleman shelton um who was the starter coming in coming into the season and then um on, on the right on the right side of the right to, right right tackle we mentioned earlier you'll you'll, you'll rob rob haven seen that, that that's that's what i would guess to be their five but anything anything can change from between now and thursday yeah so yeah no i hear that well, I do want to talk defense, and I think we got to start with obviously Aaron Donald. I believe he's out ruled already been ruled out for this Thursday if he's not been shut down for the entire season. Um, so who's going to step in and play for Aaron Donald? And obviously, I think I think I know this question. I think it's probably the worst question I could ask. But what are they going to be missing without Aaron Donald in there? 
Yeah, so um, plus your rotation of guys, Marquise Copeland and Jonah Williams have kind of stepped into that um, into that that, that, in, that interior defensive line role, um, and then with Don with with with, with Donald missing, they're just they're missing that guy that can create pressure on the, on his own. Um, Aaron Donald creates so many opportunities for for, for guys because he's, he's getting double double sometimes triple teamed, which opens up things for guys on the outside like Leonard Floyd. Um, and then uh, Michael Hoyt has, has been playing edge on the other side. He he had two sacks last week against the Seahawks. He, he he's actually played over the last couple of weeks, getting getting a run at edge for the first time. But um, yeah, just with Donald, they're they're just they're really missing that guy. That yeah, uh, he's he's a Hall of Fame player for a reason. One one of the all time great threes. He, he he creates a lot for the guys around him. And um, last week they 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 you saw Raheem Morris really bring Taylor Rapp at, at safety in in, in Austin pressure. So they, they they were really bringing design pressures from everywhere from everywhere, and um, that's not something they usually do with Donald because they don't have to because he's able to generate that pressure on his own. So would you say that's probably the the biggest uh, difference with Donald off the field is they're actually having a they don't have that guy that can just kind of create pressure on his own. They have to manufacture it a lot more and bring bl- more blitzes and that's exactly. Like they'll, they'll, they'll they'll bring guys on secondary, which is gonna which if you don't hit with those, at least things open on the back end and the Rams corners that this year just. Jalen Ramsey's taking taking a huge a huge step back. Um, I would I, I I'm looking forward to, the, to that match between him between him and Devontae Adams. But if if it's if it's gone like Ramsey's season has gone this year, I mean, I'd expect Adams probably win, probably win that matchup. And then, um, yeah, just outside outside of Ramsey, it's it's just a bunch of bunch of guys that probably wouldn't be starting anywhere else in the league, honestly. And um, so yeah, if you don't hit with those pressures, it leaves those guys susceptible to big plays, and that's happened a lot of the last couple of weeks. So can you kind of go over what Leonard Floyd, or how Leonard Floyd has been this season? And then I'm curious, last week, was he definitely um, quieter without having Aaron Donald around? Um, yeah, so Leonard Floyd, he's he's always kind of been more consistent as a as, as a run defender. And so being able to have like an Aaron Donald there to open things up on, as a press, as a pass rusher made him more effective in in, in that spot. Um, he started the season off really slow, has, has picked up um, kind of in the over, over, over the last play five six weeks, he's, he's he he has been more effective as, as a pass rusher. You saw him a little bit last week, but it was more more so Michael Hoyt on the other side, um, getting get, getting the getting the sacks and things like that. Um, but yeah, I think Floyd where, where his presence is felt where his presence is felt is in the run game, and he's a big reason why the Rams have one of the better run defenses in the NFL this season. Um, but yeah, just as a pass rusher, he he's. He, even going back to his days in, days in Chicago, that's a big reason why why they didn't bring him back is because he wasn't an elite pass rusher, and he he hasn't been that for, been that for the Rams either. So moving on to the linebackers, the first guy I want to start with is Bobby Wagner, who obviously came in from the Seahawks. I'm curious if he's still the same guy that was terrorizing the Rams for years up in Seattle. Oh, uh, I'd say he's probably I, I, he's taking a, a little bit of a step back. I think I, I, I don't think he's as fast as as fast as he used to be. A little sure. a little a little slower in coverage, but. Um, <laughs> He, he 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 was in a zone la- uh, yesterday against, against the Seahawks. Had two sacks, had the interception. He, he looked he looked like the old Bobby Wagner. But as far as the season as a whole, yeah, I, I, he 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 has been good in the run game, but in, in coverage, I think is, is where he where he can be exploited. In co- where he can be exploited is he a struggle with the running backs, tight ends, or is there a specific type of matchup that he usually struggles with? Uh, yeah, it's 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 a, it's those t- tight ends and wide receivers coming over the middle of the slot is is, is kind of is, yeah where 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 he struggled. Gotcha. And then I got to be honest, I don't know a whole bunch about Ernest Jones, who seems to be the only other linebacker that's really taken a lot of snaps for the Rams this year. So can you just tell us a little bit about his game? 
Yeah, he's just he's, he's a young player they drafted, I think, in the third round a couple years ago. Um, kind of started working in last year as a rookie, and this year they really expected him to kind of take that next step. And uh, he, he's been good in spots. He's been very inconsistent. He is more of, their, I think, their coverage linebacker. He, he he does bring that bring that speed element. Um, where Bobby Wagner's been been big in the run game. Ernest Jones has kind of been their been their been their coverage linebacker, but he's he tends to get lost in space a little bit. And I think that 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 that. Will come with that, that that improvement will come with will come with experience, I think. Um, but yeah, outside of really Wagner and Jalen Ramsey, this defense is just very young, and so with that, you get a lot of a lot of mistakes, and that's happened with Jones a couple times this year, and really every, every especially at cornerback too. So before we start to wrap up here, I want to start bringing up the secondary and something that you were talking about just a few minutes ago, which is Jalen Ramsey maybe not playing uh, quite to the level he has before. Do you think that's more of like a a sign of his declining skill set, or is he a guy that maybe he's not quite as bought in with the team not having as much success? Um, I think a p- part of it is that the team isn't having success, but I think part of it too is that it is really just him in the secondary. Like, there's really no he, the, the 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 way the Rams secondary works it, or has worked in the, with, with 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 Ramsey last year and this year is that they expect him to just kind of play on a godlike level, like just be be that dominant shutdown cornerback. And I, he's he he hasn't been that this year, and that that's seen really throughout the entire secondary it's just it's hard it's hard to expect Jalen Ramsey to really to really do everything and they they, they do expect him to do that Taylor Rapp hasn't been good at corner he's he's or, or at safety he's, he's really bad in coverage Nick Scott has been he's he's very up and down Darian Kendrick uh six round player out of um out of, out of, out of Clemson in Georgia um he uh He's 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 been a mess, quite honestly. Uh, they they traded for Troy Hill from Cleveland uh, during the draft last year, and um, he he's 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 had moments, but he's also struggled on the other side. Um, Jacoby Durant was a rookie that they that they drafted. He's he's he's, he's played well in spots. Uh, David Long, a fourth year player, just hasn't really developed like they like they I think wanted him to, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if it, he he's, he probably won't be back next year, honestly. Um, so just really outside of Ramsey, Ramsey, they just don't have a lot of talent. And I think that's that's been a big reason for Ramsey's decline just because he, he hasn't, he has taken a step back and hasn't, hasn't been able to do everything like he was last year. So if I'm understanding you correctly, it's kind of been like they've been just putting Ramsey out on an Island and eventually anyone, anyone's going to uh, lose in that kind of matchups with no, no safety help or anything like that. Is that kind of yeah, what I'm getting? Yeah. They, 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 I mean, they, 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 they don't just put him on the outside. They, they, they move Jalen Rams around everywhere. You'll, you'll see him in the, you'll see him in the slot too. You'll see him, you'll right. see him out wide. You'll see him coming in, coming in on, 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 they, they do use him as a blitzer as well, but yeah, they, they do expect him to, to do everything. And that, that's, that's a big, that's a tall task for tall task for anybody. So I'm curious, you've obviously paid a little bit more attention to NFC football in the last few years than we have over here with the Raiderland. So I'm curious, how have the matchups between Jalen Ramsey and, and uh, Devontae Adams shaken out in the past? Uh, Devontae Adams has typically won that matchup. Uh, they played, they Good to hear. matched up last year, and, and I, I believe Devontae Adams caught a touchdown. Um, they matched up the year before in the divisional round of the playoffs, and Adams right. won, won that matchup as well. Um, so Adams has typically won. He's been a receiver that Ramsey has typically kind of kind of struggled with, and I, I it, Adams and Carr have kind of sp- seem to be on the same on the same level um, of, since, since since the beginning of the season. Um, so I I, I expect uh, them to, them to find some some success on, on on Thursday night. Well, hey, I know you're not happy to hear that, but I am. So uh, ho- hopefully we'll uh, see a little bit more of the same on Thursday, but. All right, my last question here. I just want to kind of get, pick your brain a little bit on Sean McVay. I think uh, I think it was this offseason there was some rumors about him potentially maybe 
retiring and going into the broadcast booth. Obviously, the Rams season hasn't uh, hasn't gone well. So I'm curious if at the end of the year, do you think there's any chance that maybe maybe Sean McVay uh, pulls like a John McVadden and calls it a coaching career early after winning a Super Bowl and heads up to the broadcast booth, broadcast booth? Yeah, I, I think it's that's kind of, it's just a multi a multi layered question. I think you know um, with Stafford's concussions this year, uh, his, his wife Kelly is very passionate about Stafford being able to have a life after football, and you know ha- having two two concussions really as back to back as he did. Um, does the, the 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 does he does he come back? Does Aaron Donald does Aaron Donald retire? I think the all, all these pieces are kind of t- tied together so if Stafford comes back if Donald comes back then McVeigh will likely come back but if those two players don't come back then I I, I wouldn't be surprised to see McVeigh walk away but you know at the same time you know these guys these three guys are all competitors and um do they really want to go out with this sort of taste sour taste in their mouth I I, I don't think so so I think you know that they do put in a strong run next year and then maybe McVeigh McVeigh and those guys step away after that but um I'd be I wouldn't be shocked, but I'd be a little surprised if 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 if, if he walked away this uh, after 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 the season. Gotcha. So to follow up a little bit, have there been any sort of rumors or anything about the about Stafford and Donald retiring? I know there was a little bit about Donald after the Super Bowl, but that obviously got shut down quickly. Yeah, I mean there has been some speculation with with, with Donald just because you know the retirement talks last year were very real, and um, he's also someone that wants a life after football. There, there's a reason kind of he, he kind of put a number on I'm going to play eight years, and that's how long I'm going to play football, and then I'm going to be done. And the Rams were able to um, they convinced him to come back, and they signed him to an extension. Um, they, they gave him an extension last off season, and he, and he he did come back, but he, he just suffered the first injury of his career. So does, does that kind of change his mind on coming back for next year? Um, you know it. You, you, yeah, you you don't really know, and then um, and then Stafford, I think just um, I think it's more kind of um, I, I kind of fan speculation, I think on on him on him coming back. Gotcha. Just, like like I said, Kelly Stafford is just very passionate about him being there for his four da- four daughters and stuff, and being there mentally for them later on in life. And so um, I'm sure they'll have, I'm, I'm sure they'll have talks this offseason on, on on how long how much longer he's going to play. Um, but I, I I would expect him to be back next year. Well, awesome, Blaine. This has been a blast. Thank you so much for coming on. Real quick before you go, can you tell people where to find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at BGreesecDTR. And then, of course, at on um, I'll, you can find all, all my content on um, curveshowtimes.com. Thanks for having me, Matt. I appreciate it. No problem. Appreciate you coming on. Like always, make sure you're following me on Twitter at MHolder95. Follow Silver and Black Pride. Other than that, until next time, guys.